Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Just welcome Greg Daily Guys to join us in our Wednesday evening slot. And this evening, we're really excited to speak to you for principals or for owners of uh, schools. And I know the parents have been going to a lot of questions and asking a lot of questions. And I think we all try and understand where we are right now. They try and understand what's happening with their kids and uh, what's going to happen. Are they going back to school? Not going back to school. So uh, we've got four principals here. First, the Lee Parker, the Lee Parker runs Springfield Academy. And uh, so you guys uh, be going for long for 18 years, 18 years, um, and then you owned and you were the principal, but you went over now to Goldwater. Yes. Yeah, Goldwater. Good job, Eugene. You are the principal of um, um, Waverage Academy. Academy. I should know that. My son went there. I should know that. <laughs> Waverage Academy. And then you're the principal of Kadiga Park Christian Centre. Yeah, Kadiga Christian School. Kadiga Christian School. Yeah. So that's what that's a great day, you guys. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to chat just a little bit tonight about really how you guys are coping. I think I've said it to the staff last week, and we said to everybody, people don't understand the immense pressure that we're on, we're under. Um, running a church, running a school, uh, I said the same thing to my staff last week, but, but I want to say to you, you guys also went from school as per normal to all of a sudden lockdown to all of a sudden the Fridays the country closes and the Monday you guys had to reinvent yourselves. Debbie, I'm going to start with you because you jumped on it quite quickly. I mean, the lockdown was Friday and Monday you had your video up and running. How was it? What were you thinking at the time? Do you know what? I think it's not a case of panic but a case of wanting to prevent panic. And yeah. um, I think that's the biggest thing for, for principals um, and owners of, of any schools is um, you want to kind of get in there before parents panic, before children's panic, children panic and start thinking, what's going to happen and all that. You actually want to, you want to get in before the questions start. Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, I've got an amazing principal, like Karen, who um, is very organized and she's like, well, okay. This is what they said, and basically because we had started hearing rumours, she already had some policies in mind and I already had some thoughts in mind, and it was just a case of, okay, if this happens, this video goes up, if it doesn't happen, this video goes up, kind of thing. And it was just a case of, we wanted to put parents' minds at ease to go, listen, we're going to do the best we can. And this is happening, we don't know exactly what's going to happen, and be patient with us, and we're just going to be there to walk alongside you and to walk alongside children. And it's not a case of everyone for themselves now, yeah. you know, panic and you know, hide away. But we really love and care for your kids, yeah. and we want to make sure that even though this is going on, you are getting the emotional support that we can give you, as well as carry on educationally to yeah. go. We will have your kids ready for next year. Yeah. When we come back, we are going to be on point. On point yeah. um, and so that's really what we wanted to do, put parents' minds at ease. But you, you guys are trying to do a seamless transition as well. I watched mm -hmm. all of you. Um, and again, I want to speak to you because <laughs> you've got appointed principal. <laughs> on the 31st of March, the first lockdown started. <laughs> so, so you were at school for what? Four days? Yeah. <laughs> Four days and then they shut the school down. How did you cope with also the new principal of the school? Yeah. Hey everyone, here I am and now uh, here we go. Yeah. Also, you know, like Teddy says, you just want to prevent the chaos. Yeah. So immediately, you know, 
see, we got to know my teachers yeah. because, I mean, I didn't know them yet. And instead of going on holiday like the schools were supposed to, immediately just said, let's start with WhatsApps because all of the students have got WhatsApps. Yeah. And we started like that and from there we just, we literally carried on. So the students actually didn't have a holiday and neither did the teachers. Sure. Um, it went in and started, the teachers were fantastic. Yeah. Um, I couldn't have asked for better. They didn't complain, they didn't anything, they just went for it and they were all comfortable. Yeah. Funny enough. And yeah, so we carried on. Yeah. I think something that a lot of people forget though is that a lot of teachers do their job because they love the job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it, like you say, they, they become comfortable, they just do it. Yeah. Um, parents seem to forget that we do love their kids. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I get phone calls in the morning sometimes and they can deal with the child at three in the morning. Yeah. Um, it's because we enjoy our jobs. Yeah. You know, that's, that's why we do it. And the camera calls you for you? You hate the camera? I do, I hate the camera. <laughs> um, thankfully, my, a lot of my parents were not keen on the Zoom thing. Okay. Um, some of them said so they, cool. you know, they couldn't have specific times. And so what we did was we did WhatsApp videos. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, the alternative to that is like, well, Zoom. Yeah. So you have parents complaining WhatsApp takes too much longer. Yeah. Uh, then you have parents saying they can't do Zoom. So then you kind of make do and you try to fit in with everything you can. I mean, I know I did posters step by step for each maths. I mean, in high school maths, it's not primary school maths, yeah. it's one class two. Um, you know, then you've got to write in different colors to make sure that they can see it. And you send through photos and stuff, um, video, like everything. You, you just kind of do it. So you've got to be like yourself. Yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. complete, yeah. complete, yeah. yeah. Now, we, now we've got the same answer. We were that little technologically disadvantage with the simple kit, you know, we didn't know anything about, you know, cameras and stuff. I was for you, because you actually gained 18 years? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Years, started in 2000, so we've been going for 20 years, yeah. and I've been teaching for 35 years. Sure. And someone told me about that one morning and said, we are closing the school as you know it, and you will now zoom it. Yeah. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> and I said, praise the Lord for millennial staff. Yeah. Called them all in and said, we've got to change everything we do. The other problem we have is we work with children with disabilities, um, learning challenges. Yeah. So anxiety is massive for us. Yeah. Anxiety amongst the parents, anxiety amongst the children is massive. So you can't just you know send out a video and say go guys go. Yeah. You first got to prepare everybody and make sure everybody understands that this video is coming, what the video is going to entail, so that they then get into the right place. So for us, we took about two weeks. Of just literally talking with parents, constantly okay. yeah. sending out WhatsApps, as you said, sending out Zoom. Um, Zoom is amazing. You can record all your Zooms so they can go yeah. watch it a thousand times if they need to, um, and and they do watch it over and over again. Um, and my millennial staff are fantastic. They draw pictures. They write on whiteboards that don't exist. I can't find a whiteboard, but there's the open whiteboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. So they just reinvented the wheel completely. Um, and kind of went right now, Antonine, you sit here and you do what we tell you to do now. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I do. Um, yeah. But what impact did you see? And, and I'm going to ask this in the nice way possible. Did you see some kids that were more fearful than others? Mm -hmm. um, and, and, I'm, and I'm going to say because they're kids. You guys know the parents. Did you find that the more fearful the parents were, yeah. the more fearful the kids? Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, but for us, children use their laptops, their cell phones, their whatever, for all this stuff anyway. They have games, yeah. they have whatever. But the problem is parents don't. Yeah. So you would send an, an, an invite to the parents saying this child must join X, Y, or Z. 
child knew what to do. Yeah. Parent didn't know. So parents squat up what child already knew how to do. So we had a massive problem with that. Getting parents to get to the point that actually all grade six or seven child knows exactly how to find that. So it wasn't worry about it. It wasn't educate the parents exactly how they were to trying to work out what's They were trying to do it for the kid, but they didn't know what they were doing. So they were messing it up and Kitty was sitting there going, Man, I know! And I know, man, I know! And mommy was pushing buttons and mommy stand up. You know, he knows how to do it. Um, and for us as well, because of the anxiety levels that our children have, the time frame was yeah. a huge problem. You know, yeah. normally we don't we don't really say to our kids there's only six weeks of school left or twelve weeks of school left or whatever. We steer away from anything that's yeah. going to pressurize them. Yeah. But now there is pressure because all of these portals work on time frames. So now they have pressure. Yeah. Um, and to explain to parents that we do understand, but the system works that way. Yeah. It's very difficult because. Very they can't, why can't you submit two days late? Well, because it's now closed. This, yeah. this thing yeah. closes yeah. off after two days. So trying to just get parents to understand, as Eugene so rightly said, we're not out to get your child. We love your child. Yeah. We're just trying to make this thing work for everybody. everybody. Parent, child, and teacher. Yeah. It's very, very difficult. I've said to you guys before, people have realized the immense pressure that we carry. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I was saying to Eugene, a Saturday night for the first time, Probably since the lockdown, I became overwhelmed yeah. with just, you know, I'm going to have two services now, 100 people coming to the building, I've got to sanitize. You guys do things, you guys do this on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, you were saying it takes you 20 minutes just to get the kids into you. Yeah, and that's not. literally just the metrics, and we've just got 20 of them. Mm -hmm. and, so, and, and now you guys have been the whole thermometer thing, yeah. Yeah. signing, 10,000. Yeah. And There's so, so your grade 12s are back. And yeah, the process is ridiculous. Like they come in, they've got to be screened, they've got to be thermometered. We've actually got a sanitizing bag section, so they put their school bags down, they leave them there, they take all their books out and go to class, um, stay at the same desk the whole day, we sanitize their bags. It's just something, yeah. You know, um, we, we also started um, bringing children back as, as soon as we could, and you know, as independent schools we were yeah. entitled to bring them back slightly earlier. Um, and so we managed to bring back, because we're primary school, so only up to grade seven, um, all our grades, our grade R um, started back today, and then next week and the week after our livings. Um, but yeah, it has been quite something, um, just the whole experience and our mindset. I mean, I think, you know, when we talk about the pressure yeah. and um, everyone's talking about the pressure of adults and the stress of the teachers and stress of parents and parents' anxiety um, and they're not really thinking about how much anxiety the children have. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, children are human beings, they're just smaller. Yeah. Um, and so what happens is their emotions build up and build up and build up the same way ours do. Um, but they don't, the, the very young ones don't have the means to, to kind of expel that, you know, and express themselves. And they're not in a situation where now they're at school where they can just run around and, and get it out, so they're at home. Um, and so there's, there's so much going on, and the children pick up on everything parents say. Every little bit of social media gossip. Conspiracy theories. Our kids know all about it. Yeah. I mean, my grade threes and grade twos can tell you every conspiracy. 
conspiracy theory about where it came from, how they're going to catch it, um, and they've got all these anxieties. Um, I must say, our younger ones, despite what everybody would have thought, the younger ones are settled in. Yes. The older ones, they're the ones that are experiencing this anxiety, and probably because they're more aware of social media yeah. and everything yeah. going on. Um, but the young ones, man, it's cool to come in and wash your hands 600 times. Yeah. Get my own desk. Fantastic. <laughs> This doesn't work for us. <laughs> no, 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 no. This on a permanent basis. But they, they're loving it. Mosques are cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the young ones, no, no problem at all. I read Oris this morning. You know, you'd think they'd come in, there'd be tears or whatever. In they come. They are thinking they're so cool. They're telling their teacher their news as if they'd just been on a holiday. Um, it, it is the, the older ones, but it's about working it through with them and going, this is this has been the new yeah. norm, as everyone's calling it, but we can get through it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. just, we just got to be sensible. Yeah. Yeah. And to reassure parents, the children don't mind wearing the mask. Yeah. yeah. We have absolutely no problem. I think young kids are certainly more resilient. We, we generally yeah. look at change and go, ah, oh. whereas the young kid yeah. dives into it, you know. They've got no problem. Yeah. They love their masks, there's no issue with it. They don't complain, they put that mask on and they do their thing. We're so used to it now, they don't even... I have to remind them at break time, you can take your mask off and to eat your food, otherwise they're going to shove their sandwich to your mask. On the face shield. Yeah, on the face shield. They don't even really care. It's completely acceptable to them. What they do find difficult is not sharing. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. I haven't got a pencil. They want to grab a pencil, yes. you know, of the child, you know, a meter yes. away. Um, and that is a bit of an issue. So that is a constant reminder. But the masks is not a problem yeah. they never take. And they said that saying at school, not a problem at all? No, I don't know too much. I, uh, I don't know how government schools go. I mean, something about 40 kids in a class. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to have a meet and a half gap between desk or whatever it is. And I'm like, we're just, just coping. I mean, we've got small numbers. Yeah. yeah. Like, how do you cope with 40 in a class and still have that amount of space? Yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. they're doing Monday, one, three yeah. times, Tuesday, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. that's how they're doing when, so, like, when I was coming back, we're looking at doing something like that where the grade 12s will be coming every day. Mm. 10s and 11s, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and the 8s yeah. and 9s, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Yeah. 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 So, so that's an option. You guys, your brains are ready to stretch in the process. <laughs> they don't <laughs> stop. Now, 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 like me, you know, as much as you, you, you know, principal of school, owners of a school, and that, you've also got the family side of stuff. You've also got your family you're worrying about, and your husbands and wife and kids, and, you know, making sure that they're okay, and are oh, we bringing anything in, you know? Um, I know she tells mom, Said to us today, oh, you know, Kirsha, but you guys will be really careful because you guys are on the front line, you understand, you know, you're on the front line. But teachers are, oh, I mean, you guys have genuinely become superheroes overnight um, because, of, because of what you guys are carrying. I mean, people got no idea, you know, you're still a mother, you're still a mom, you know, you still got people. You've got doggies to worry about, you know? But <laughs> um, you've got kids to worry about, you know, you can worry about your own family, your husband, you're still cooking meals, you're online. People don't realize that you guys have not had one holiday this year. No. You actually had what? Three days in in, in, in a March? With, was it school or It was basically the weekend. It was the weekend. It was the weekend. Yeah. I mean, and then on the Monday, like Tammy said, you go into the and And we had July. Yeah. yeah. And the teachers, they must be exhausted. <laughs> 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 you can seem to think that with us during lockdown, having 
some of us talk from home, that because you're at home, you're on holiday. Mm -hmm. you're, yes. no, you're not. Yeah, I mean, like you said, we've got families. Now, my wife's great. She, she knew that this time in the morning, I had this lesson. That day, or that time, I had that lesson. So she would be able to give me the time to do it. Um, but a lot of people don't realize what goes into it. Sure. The other thing they don't realize is these, um, because it's now a lot of it is on WhatsApp and whatever, the kids do their work at 9 o'clock because, I mean, mom's got five minutes at 9 o'clock, so she says, then yes. my phone pings at 20 to 10 at yeah. night because they're submitting all their work and their whatever, and I'm like, do I really need your email? Oh, and you work 24 hours a day, what's your problem? Sanitize. Uh, when the kids go out to break, I try and sanitize. 
Um, you know, when they come in, you've got to swing their hands, they've got to sanitize themselves. Yeah. Um, so you go through the stuff very quickly. I mean, it's not like you're 4,000 rand yeah. for one to one. Yeah. 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 Mm. It's part of curriculum for the little ones. Yeah. Each child has to have their own container with their own Play-Doh and their own Play-Doh equipment. Wow. Now, generally, you have children move about. So now you've got to buy a lot more equipment, you've got to buy containers, and the Play-Doh has to be changed more regularly, all those sort of things. Every time a child does a puzzle and moves on, you need to spray their hands and respray the puzzle. Wow. So it's a lot more of that. The young ones um, that are still toilet training, or in nappies, or changing, you know, wiping their noses and stuff. Every time a staff member does that, they've got to throw away a pair of gloves and buy another pair of gloves, uh, wear another pair of gloves. And sanitize And sanitize yeah. So yeah. You, if you imagine just how much one thing of gloves, of one box of gloves, and they're yeah. going to go through one per day yeah. with the little ones. Yeah. So um, it, it's, it's those kind of outlays. I think that we all go, <gasps> how are we going to get through? Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? We have. And yeah, I think God has blessed us yeah. so much. The money has always come when we needed it. Um, yeah, you know, even parents that were battling, I mean, we were talking about this, parents that were battling during lockdown that made payment plans. Now, when we needed it the most, that's really helping, yeah. you know. I mean, you guys aren't government run schools, you guys are independent private schools. So, I mean, the cheat comes out of your pocket at the end of the day. Tell me something quickly. Um, your teachers, how are they coping through this? And I'm speaking to you as principals. But I mean, you know, the teachers had a lot of pressure put on top of them. I mean, just to be a teacher on his own is pressure. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, I mean, like Eugene says in government school, 30, 40 yeah. kids yeah. in the class. You're a psychologist, a doctor, a mother, a father, oh, everything's my job. Yeah. And then you've got four students. How do you cope with that kind of stuff? And, and, and how are your teachers coping? I mean, we joke this time, so they must be exhausted. Um, but. What gets them motivated just to keep doing this? Because a lot of how many of you are going to stay online, or do you have to stay online? We're staying online until, well, at the moment, the plan is till the end of the third term, mm -hmm. and then we'll have to review again. You don't know what's happening. Yeah, we 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 we're kind of testing day by day. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're doing the same thing. We're going to probably stay online simply because we have now got such a good system going yeah. um, that we will continue even in class. They can put headphones on, they can watch yesterday's video if they missed it, they can, so it will help for our yeah. children. Um, but I mean, for example, my maths teacher is from the university, so he's normally a varsity. Um, and he normally just comes in, does his hour of maths and goes. Um, and I see with making videos and whatever, he's busy basically every morning. Yeah. So he wouldn't, if he was a boss, he wouldn't have been able to do it. He would have been working until 2, 3 in the morning yeah. to be able to do what is normally an hour long lesson, mm. yeah. which he comes in, does and leaves. But now because he's got to put it online and he's got to zoom it and he's got to do all of the stuff that he has to do, it takes him basically the entire day to prep for that lesson right. and to put it out there and to have it available for them forever on portal. Yeah. I must say right. that uh, the parents uh, respect you guys a lot more. <laughs> I, I, I thank God that I'm psychic. I, I thank God that you just got my son's use to drink. And uh, that was it. But I mean, I just, I, I look at my, my brother and, and you know, they, their kids have to be online and, you know, do they go back, don't they go back. 
um, you know, the tension there, they want to see their friends, but also know that there's something real happening out there. The COVID thing isn't a joke, you know. Uh, and there's a lot happening around us, and none of us really know what next month looks like. Yeah. Because the regulations just change. So it's almost like every month you just keep you get handed like an envelope, you know, it's like, okay, let's see what let's see what this month's gonna be. It's like survivor. It's like survivor, we're gonna lift it today, guys. It's a change. Um
they are fearful. They don't want to come back into the world. It's got too easy to be yeah. at home. Yeah. Um, it's much easier to not have to negotiate your way through life, to sit in your little cocoon. And that isn't good for their mental health at all. Um, and I mean, parents need to also grasp that we are trying to draw them out for their good, yeah. not for their yeah. damage. Yeah. You know, a lot of parents say, oh, you, you just want my kid to come back to school. Yes, I do, because I can see that your child hasn't interacted with her friends yeah. or yeah. her peers at all. Yeah. She's yeah. only living in her little bubble in her room, yeah. and that's not healthy. So I need your child back in the world for her mental health. Yeah. And parents don't always understand that. They think that it's safer to hide their child, but it actually isn't. There is so much more to education than what they get in the book. Yeah. Yes. And we work with the rest as well as the book. Yeah. And they, you know, to pull those children back into the world is going to be more and more difficult the longer they're out of the world. Yeah. You know, the littlies came back, our littlies came back quite fast, and even then I noticed that it took them a while to get back to where they could tease and laugh and play with yeah. each other again. Yeah. Um, not that they touch each other, but just, yeah. 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 Now I noticed my teens, um, which are not back yet, there's no social interaction happening at all. There's so what's happening. That's it. And that's not healthy. No. We're going to end up with children who are not able to interact anymore face to face. And it is a very real thing with the modern child anyway, because yeah. of social media and because they live on their tablets and their phones so much. It's very difficult for us as teachers to get them to interact with one another on that social level that makes them able to cope with the world. Yeah, now I'm asking a question now, as principals, because we see the teachers in the Western Cape strike and they say, hey, there's closed out the schools completely, we don't want schools open. Um, there are parents that say, we don't want our kids to go back to school this year. A lot of parents say, we want schools to open. I, I don't want to put you on the spot, um, but where are you guys? Because I think the lead touched on something. It's not just about the education, kids. It's about the social interaction. Um, it's and, and and we can do that well. We can social distance the kids. We can get into it the most. I think it's quite essential, like you said, that our kids do again. Because not just the kids. I mean, we see in Joseph where adults are struggling to even. Hey, we've been locked up for three months, and now we're going to come out. But the fear. Um, what do you guys think? Is it a good thing that schools are opening? Is it, does the government do a good job? I don't want to be with you. But just, I think the phasing in has been good. Yeah. yeah. Is, is that, can, can I say that? Can I say that, that yeah, I think, I think the phasing in has been good. I think we have um, the focus. Listen, I mean, this disease is, is very real and yeah. it's very scary. And we need to be sensible about it. Um, but if you look at the procedures that are in place, School is probably the safest place for you to be. Yeah, it is much safer than a shopping centre. It's much safer than even yeah. a parent going to work and coming home. Um, those children are so keen that at the end of the day, I have to shower the, the, the steriliser off my kids. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's it's that it is that way. Um, and the, the like we said, there's so much more the psychological impact yeah. um, that it has had on all the kids from babies and toddlers where they need that social interaction to develop their language, yeah. especially your own children, and um, right the way through to, to the tricks, you know, it's affected kids drastically. You know, we, we are worried about certain things. Children have very different worries. The little ones are worried about their friends. Um, they want to see so-and-so, they need to run around. 
you know, the, the older ones are thinking about, I mean, what about the poor girl who's been planning for the last five years for her metric dance? Yeah, and now she was told she, she doesn't have it. You know, that is a very, very real anxiety. That is a sadness. Yeah. It's, a, it's like she suffered a loss. Mm -hmm. You know, your young little girlfriends and boyfriends in high school, they, they couldn't see each other. Mm -hmm. That is a loss for them. Yeah. Um, and so we, we look at everything um, in such black and white. Get sick versus not get sick. Go to school versus... The schools aren't trying to make the children sick. Yeah. Yeah. There is not a single school or teacher that, is, that wants their kids to be sick. Yeah. And that's why we're putting everything into it. Yeah. We completely understand parents' fears, and that's why we need to support with all these extra, extra things. Um, but from our side, just seeing the children come back and the change in them. I've seen the change in my children. You know, they, they hardly spoke full sentences in, by the end of lockdown. It was just like, no, food, yeah. <laughs> Xbox, you know, blah, 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 blah. And getting back into school has had to wake them up, yeah. you know, socially and linguistically. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything. And there's, there's so much more to it. But we've actually, we've actually really, in a sense, educate the parents as well. Because it's it's one thing, and we know that in church life, you know, we've we just had process because we had to fold the building and sanitizers, and but we can only do so much as a church and as a school. We like you said, we can have the best stuff in place, we can have the best sanitizers, we can have social distancing, we can do the whole thing. If that kid goes home, yeah, and his parents are not disciplined in where they go, who they mix with. Everything that we do comes to naught. This is because what one kid walks in. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, you have schools out there. I mean, we see on social media, this school closes down COVID-19. Yeah. This school closes down. People are thinking, well, my child can't go to school. Yeah. Like Tammy says, school's the safest place. It's yeah. what happens after school. Yeah. Correct. If the child's not getting COVID there, yeah. he's bringing it onto the property. Correct. And I say, if we were safer at home, yeah. we wouldn't have these issues where schools are needing to close for a week to try and sanitize the building. Yeah. If you look at some of the, the government schools, they're massive. Yeah. I mean, how long does it take you to follow the building and then wipe down all the services yeah. and that? Yeah. You know? So, if it's being done on a daily basis, it's only what's coming in that's the problem. But yeah. home education is key. It is, it is. We I mean, basically need the parents supporting that because we, we know, particularly with our younger children that came back, the ones whose parents had socially distanced well. Put it in so they were fine. They did yeah. the hand sanitizer, they knew how to work those. Then the one or two whose parents had kind of like made a joke of it and yeah. mocked it really struggled. I mean, we have one little fellow who really struggles. He, he's been back three weeks and it's still an issue for him. He jumps out of his chair, he forgets he could put his mask. He, it's not his fault. Yeah. But when you speak to his parents, you realize they haven't social distance at all. They visited friends, they went to their granny's farm, they did whatever, they yeah. took a 12-week holiday. Yeah. Yeah. So that little fellow doesn't understand. Yeah. So as a parent, you thought you were doing a great thing, having a last time, you're actually damaging your child because now you must go back into a society and he doesn't understand. It's no program. No. Yeah. And he doesn't understand that system now. It makes no sense to him. The little child sitting next to him, he's got this down, he's got his visor on and his hand sanitizer, whatever. And this way was kind of like, can I have it? And he's screaming, don't take my pencil because I'm between my pencil. Yeah. He doesn't understand why he's Because yeah. he didn't social distance. Yeah. He didn't do it. Yeah. Which is fun. It's your choice as a parent to do whatever you like. But then remember, there will be consequences yeah. for that. Yeah. Your child might pay a consequence 
for you taking them to Granny's Farm for the weekend. Yeah. They go to Granny's Farm for the weekend, they come back and they picked up COVID. Yeah. That's on you, it's not on us. Yeah. Yeah. And the worst part is that, that child then comes to the school the and puts everyone else, everyone else and then the school is blank. Yes. 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 So this is what I'm saying about social media. We feel like we're in a, in, a, in a war in a sense. I can't even read Facebook anymore because I take it so personally. Yeah. I feel like I personally have to justify. If you don't want to put, take your kids back to school, that's fine. That is your decision. But those that have decided to, um, it's, it's very hard when you feel like you're being punished um, on social media because you've made that choice. Yeah. Um, homeschool learning is great. There's people out there that are doing it and that are doing it well. There are also people out there that are doing it and doing it very badly. Yeah. And yeah. so it is... Um, it, it's not your it's not your winning ingredient. Yeah. You know, it is a winner. Obviously, the first choice is to be back at school. But yeah. if you feel that you can't, and in some situations, it is very necessary that those children don't come back. Yeah. You know, and um, children with parents on the front line and whatever, you want them to stay safe and you want yeah. to keep the school safe as well. Um, but then the parents have to come into partnership yeah. with the teachers and be in a, in a daily dialogue, yeah. working alongside, not leaving until half past nine at night where the child's quickly going to do it, or even better, the teacher, the parent's going to do it quickly, you know, just so they can handle something. You know, that's not going to help, that's not helping anyone. No. But, but I want to come back to when you're saying, like, we, even with just like we, if somebody comes in with COVID here, we're going to close that. It doesn't mean they've got it here. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I think I think we can society now we we have to point fingers at someone. So we're not gonna point fingers at that sunny that took the kids to the farm on the weekend and spent the weekend at the beach. The kid comes in, COVID hits the school, your school closed down, all of a sudden your school's got a name, the kid you could COVID, parents panic, your church got COVID, communications panic. It is not a fair thing. So I'll say to people, you know, I guys come to church for an hour. On a Sunday, the other 23 hours I've got no control over, yeah. and it's like you guys, you know, the kids are there for six hours a day or five hours, six hours a day. But the other, the other 19, 18 hours, you've got no control over where the kid goes, where he sits, who he plays with, um, and 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 we come into a few season now as well. Yeah. And, 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 I mean, I think as the church, I can imagine what you guys are because you know everyone now just not knows this and. Change the season and sinuses are playing up at the moment, and people with allergies happening and the flu is coming. How you probably don't even know because I don't know the answer. What do you Literally, if they, 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 they they're screaming for uh, and they take sore throat coughing, they go to the doctor and they can only come back if they say it is flu yeah. or it is whatever. Really? Listen, yeah. if, you, if you slick your coffee mouth and you want to cough, you choke. You just You choke silently and die. Well, still But there is no. But I mentioned the question because I think it's important that, that the parents understand that as well. That we are independent. That the kids are vulnerable. That the age of the older ones are vulnerable. And I think I mentioned it because I think it's important that as parents we, we, we give our kids. Boost, you know, give them vitamins, put them on vitamins during the season, give them some vitamin C, give them on vitamin D and D, whatever it might be, whatever it takes. Try and keep the kids healthy because it's not just about your kid now, yeah. it's just not about you, it's not about 40, 50, 60 other kids around your kid. And if your kids are sniffing, give him something for the stuff, don't let the kid 
you have to pay no return um, at the end of the day. But it's been fun chatting to you guys. I know you guys have been saying both me, so we've all been stressed and, uh, and understanding. But the future, and this can be a really stop start go here. I think we open two weeks, close the week. You know, it's, I pray that it doesn't happen. I was speaking to Eugene and, and somebody before the time, uh, and a lot of kids have got this mindset that they're just going to be passed this year. They're not going to write any exam, any test. But, but there's going to have to be tests done. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to write exam. Yeah. Well, literally, this morning I got the new proposed dates for the pre yeah. for the It's like you get back on the same so, time as pre starts or something. Yeah. 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 I mean, you have one day, literally, and then pre lunch. There's wow. no preparation. I think it's very much a false sense of security. Hmm. That I think you know that was something that was thrown out in amongst all the other things that were thrown out right at the beginning. You know, again, social media gave fabulous. You are more likely to get good information from the U magazine than yeah. you are. <laughs> um, you know, it's 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 misinformation. It's very misguided, um, and especially for parents who go, ah, oh, it's alright. You know, we'll keep them at home, bring them back fourth term, and then they arrive for next year. Um, it really isn't, it isn't yeah. like that. It's but taken it into consideration. It's an academic standard. But you have to yeah. still achieve. Exactly. That. And although we're saying kind of like we, we, we're kind of loose and we're letting it, there is a standard that we must achieve. Yeah. We cannot just go, well, you know what, it was COVID, so those poor kids are not going to have, you know, that mass concept we're never getting. Yeah, so they this fast. Yeah. I have to explain this to one of my parents. Uh, if we push through grade 10 this year, push through grade 12 through 11 through, great, we push them through. Yeah. But now that grade 10 goes to grade 11, and the foundation work that he's learning in grade 10 years ago, so he struggles in grade 11. But that's do, we not, not, do we not push him through again? But that's what, that's what I'm asking. That's if we young. push the kids through, uh, through, it's still, there's still a year that they missed. Exactly. And, and so you can have to add up almost like those two grades into one year without the kids even knowing about it. You can have to reteach grade 8 and grade 9 when the kids go to grade 9. Because there's a whole thing that they exactly. only get. We as teachers have realised that. We as teachers yeah. know next year we're going to remediate. There's no two as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're going to remediate because the concept that they even, no offence, that they did at home was possibly not properly taught, you know, but it doesn't matter. So we're going to have to remediate next year anyway. We know yeah. 2020 is not the only year it's going to be difficult. 2021 is going to be just as difficult because you're going to have to remediate and teach. Yeah, whatever yeah. is missing. So in fact, we're not here for three months. We're here for the next two years. Yeah. Especially with, um, with the children we work with that really struggle. Yeah. They've now lost 12 to 14 weeks of school. They couldn't afford to lose one week and they've yeah. lost 14. Yeah. So now we're going to remediate those 14 over and above what we were already remediating exactly. when they came in. Yeah. So it is, it is something we have to just adapt to. We have to realize it's what it's going to be like. Well, you know, on behalf of, of the parents and I think, oh, thank you guys, it's, uh, I wanted to chat, I said to my brother, the other day I was chatting him, I said, and he's kids in grade 11 and grade 10, grade 7 or something, you know, I said, sure, I, I almost, I don't know what, how I would have reacted if I had to send my kids back, if my kids were still at school, would I send them back, would I send them back, it's a lot of decisions, and I just thought, chatting to you guys, just to hear how safe your school really are, how much effort you guys have put in, not just at the building, but social distancing, teaching them, teaching the parents. You guys have done a real amazing job, you know, in, in, in the city, in, in this pandemic that we going through. And I just pray God's richest blessing over you and your in your schools, and I pray for wisdom, godly wisdom, that you guys make the right decisions at the right time, 
um, that you guys won't become fearful in the season, and, and you know, that pray that God can pass real authority um, in, in the spiritual realm, in the sense of that when you speak, it is listen. Mm -hmm. That is not this rebellious thing of, oh, well, this is just a conspiracy theory, but yeah, we take it seriously, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, and I think we all the parents, I think they, they are tired of being teachers. They don't want to be teachers anymore. Um, I, I, it's I, hard to run our kids back. We do want to be teachers. I once saw a kid do a math sum the other day, including me. And um, I, I realized in my day, the only thing that counted was the answer. That, that's all that matters. As long as you've got the right answer. I see these days they mark the whole process. You know, there's like, you've got to do this and this and plus this, minus that, divide about that. But the teacher now wants to see the sequence, and I'm like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, isn't it just about answer? But that's how far education has come. Yeah. And I think, especially, you know, people my age that also adult teaching, I mean, it's been a shock. You know, you know we just divide, that's how we divide and still, you know, these days the whole world has changed around us. Mm -hmm. But I, I want to pray and put your blessing over you guys, over the kids. I pray and I ask you to pray with your kids every single day that when they come in here you say, God, please just be able to kids, be, protect us, God, us, keep us safe. Um, but I, I ask you, you guys just join us and we pray blessing. Just know that our, our principles, but every principal out there, every teacher out there that has made such an effort to, to get through this year, we will get through this year. Yes. Yeah. We will get through this year. You know, but Father, I want to bless each and every person here this morning. I, I want to thank you for your love towards them. I want to thank you for your wisdom towards them. I want to thank you that you've given them the right frame of mind to deal and cope with this crisis. And I know that everyone who's sitting there, their hope is in you. Their faith is in you. Their trust is in you. And not just, I pray for them, but I pray for every teacher, every principal that has to make the hard call there, every teacher that has to go back into government schools and where things are so different uh, to private schools. Father, I pray your wisdom, your guidance, your protection over them. In Jesus' name. Bless you guys. Amen. Don't forget to join us on Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. I'll be sharing a word. And uh, we just really encourage you guys just to share this video with your friends and family. I'm sure you've got a lot of friends and family out there that are wondering what are the schools doing, uh, what are the principals doing, how are we coping. And I think we've had a good uh, session to exactly explain in detail uh, where they are. And how much they love your kids. I think that's the country. Yeah. They want their kids back. All right. But bless you. Love you guys. See you Sunday.